Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly. Along with James Smith, I'm Lyle Stokes. And James, we got a guy on tonight that we've wanted and talked about getting on for a long time. And the stars finally lined up and you made it happen. And I'm actually extremely excited to have Matthew Anthony on the show because I watch all of his videos and the man puts some big fish in the boat over on your lake. Well, out of all the fishermen that I know, Lyle, this man right here is probably the top of an all-around fisherman. Not just catfish, but crappy, any kind of fish that swims. It don't need to swim by Matthew's hook, I'll just say that. (laughs) You know, we were talking (laughs) before the show, and he said that he used to fish for for crappie um, three days a week, every week. And that's dedication in itself and, and be able to shoot docks and, and pull whatever it is and, uh, you know, long line them and catch them, any, whatever it took to get them in the boat. And uh, that in itself is, is another story. But when he's putting two and three of them 40, 50-pound fish cats in the boat a week uh, or a day when he's out, and doing it by himself, and he's having some internet trouble, but he'll be back here in a little yep. bit. But uh, yeah, he he is a fishing man. Uh, that's all there is to it. And in my mind, uh, for your area, especially on the lake, he fish. He's a legend. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna tell you what, Lyle. If Matthew decided to say, I'm gonna pursue. Uh, tournament fishing, you would probably have a lot of people quit tournament fishing. <laughs> I, I mean, d- that's just no joke because he's dedicated. That's he's it. put the time on the water. And and he, he something that I really want to go over tonight once we get him in here is dedicating to journals and tagging and learning about that fish what to do, when to do, and how to do. So he's one, he's one of those people that covers the bases. And when you do that, it's hard to beat that man. Well, it is. And and for me coming out there in April to fish your tournament, I wonder if he'd let me sneak in and take a look at them journals. <laughs> it might, <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you what, though, Lyle. <laughs> if you would ask him, he probably would. He probably would, but I wouldn't do that because it wouldn't yeah. be fair. But, right. you know, the guy, if you keep journals, and I something I should have started years before, um, you can go back to them each year, and it may not be exactly the same, and your time of water temperatures may be off a week or two, right. one direction or the other, but you've always got a general idea what's fixing to happen and where it happened at. What condition did it happen in? And I think that that's something that's really, really important. And I wish I'd have started doing it a lot sooner. I'll tell you what, while he's out, you want to go ahead and call out some names while we edit? Yes, sir. I'll bring him in. He's getting ready to come in, but we'll go ahead and do that. Mike Greenwell Fishing, Brad Becks, Get Hooked on D, Mexican well, Fishing, Lynn Leeper, Skip Stewart. You got a few of them there, James? Yeah, the Bullock Experience, two stands, Creole's in the house. 
there's the there's the Cross family couple coming in. I guess that would be Miss Cross, wouldn't it? There's Chad and Brandon both. And my favorite word, favorite name, the Catmandu Outdoors. Catmandu. That's we my first boat. I just moved mine. Maurice Kaysen, Avid. Uh, Mad Catter, Catfishing, Ernie Brown. I think Bill I said, 66 is in here. Like I said, Maurice. There's Billy Martin and Parker Pursuits. Catfishing, Crappie. We had to Billy see Martin will be at the tournament. Yep, fishing for squirrels, Lynn Leaper, Skip Jarena's in the house. Thank you, lady, for coming in and joining us. Heck yeah. Glenn's Catfishing Adventures, Dale Hayslip. That's a new one, I believe. I think so. We're glad to have you in watching the show with us tonight. Mr. LT one over, Mr. Roger one over himself yeah. in here. I like Ron one over. I like to watch his videos. Yeah, I've been looking for a new one. I must have missed it. Welcome back, Mr. Matthew Anthony. <laughs> you about to get it figured out? No, I can't hear. I mean, it's all gurgled up. Uh, might end up having to just turn the volume down on your phone and turn it up on your computer if you're watching the chat in your computer. That might be able to, you might be able to do it that way. Let's see. Muskrat. The Mexican. You might be able to do it that way. He's got a heck of a delay. What about it now? We got you if you got us. And it's going to feed back, Lyle. Yeah. I think it's going to feed back on him. He got something going on. With his phone, it keeps dropping him out. Yep, Michael. He's got, I know he's got good internet. Yeah, yeah. I'd be going for the computer myself. Yeah. with Robbie. Uh, I just seen catfish hunter. Yeah. Uh, Jason catfish. Lamb. I, where's catfish Buster? We had a guy that kept coming in here, and I got some messages the last week. Everybody's wanting to know where catfish Buster's at. I don't know who he is, but he had made some comments, uh, borderline comments, actually, on a couple of shows. And uh, people's asking what happened to him, who it is. I said, I don't know. He didn't do anything on our show that was out of line. But uh, I hope whoever it is, somebody can get a hold of him, tell him to come back in. He, he's kind of got a little fan club going on. Uh. There's Mike Irwin fishing with the squirrel. There's Here's Mr. One I don't recognize James is Realville catfishing. I think they was in last week, maybe. Yep. Welcome uh, back. Wampus Cat's in the house tonight. Mr. Lefford. Always glad to uh, see him. Oh, yes, sir. Running late fishing. Oh, that's my buddy Josh. Awesome. Uh, yeah, There's... a lot of these guys are coming to the tournament. Uh if you don't mind for a second, you mind if I speak of that for a second live? Absolutely. While we're waiting on uh, Matthew, you go right ahead. Yeah, he'll get it figured out, I hope. Uh, April 17th, guys and gals, please let me know. Message me, text me, 704-600-8369. Please, as soon as you can, notify me. Let me know if you are coming. Because I'm getting the, getting ready to drop the dog tags off next week. 
Uh, she's going to print the first part of it, the tournament name and the date on the front of them all first. And then as I get names of veterans for y'all, I will start sending her name so she can get them done. But uh, as soon as you can, please, guys, that you don't have to send no money, so don't don't worry about trying to send money to pay in advance. Just I need names. Uh, somebody asked a question, but guys, it's gonna be fun. Uh, got a lot of veterans coming. I know uh, Richard texted me yesterday and said, make sure I get about fifteen tags laid back up because he's got fifteen boats waiting on veterans right now, Lyle. That is so great. I mean, that is outstanding. Uh, and, and Cindy and I have been talking about going out and fishing with somebody. We was asked by several people just to come out and get in their boat. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring our boat was so that we could take one of them veterans out because I was so afraid that you would have more veterans than you would have boats to take out. So we're going to reserve that right now to see if you do, because I got to tell you, we, <laughs> we take them guys out from fishing for freedom and uh, it's a special day for us. And if it costs a little more to pull a boat out there to do that, it's worth it to me. I know that it's a lot of money going that far, but uh, when you get them veterans in, in them boats with you and get to spend uh, four or five hours or longer in a boat with those guys, and and uh, it, there's just nothing better. Sorry, James, I won't be able to make it. That was Mike Lewis. Mike, I totally understand, buddy. Uh, I, I, you know, hopefully it'll be every year, uh, and it's going to get better and better every year, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, maybe you can make it next year. If you don't mind, you want to support and help because anyway, you can go on the website of Camp Centurion. That's the backdrop I need to get put up. Uh, you know, that Centurion. would be a great idea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if y'all want to help out anyway, if you can't make it, I sure would appreciate you uh, donating to the cause. Uh, thank you, everybody. I see the new name in here, too. Uh, Finn and Fines. Yeah, he said something about he's going to get me in a kayak eventually. <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, but you're going to earn that, buddy. <laughs> uh, and if it's cold like this, it ain't going to happen ever. No, no, no. <laughs> you must have moved closer to the daggum internet, Matthew. I've went to another room on a different, tried to get on another computer, but I can't make that computer work either. Well, uh, but my phone's working in this room, so I'm going to see if this will work. We're yeah. good to go then. You ain't got plaster in that house, do you? Cheat rock. Okay, well, we got plaster in my house. If I'm in two rooms away, you can forget the internet. It sucks. There's Dale Hayslip back. Country yep. boy catfishing. Yep. So, uh, Skin and scales. Chunky. Hey, welcome, man. Elstan. Matthew, we do, we do appreciate you coming in and joining us tonight. I know you had to run around the house till you found the right spot, but I do appreciate you working hard and getting it done. Good. Uh, but 
you tell us when you're ready and we'll we'll start bombarding you with some good information asking for some good information he done froze again Lyle. there's ace yeah he has but uh we're gonna keep doing it palmetto yep. I have to say, up there he is he's still yep. here I don't know what's happening. I can't figure it out. Um, well, right now, you good. So, uh, you mind if we start throwing a few questions at you before we lose you again? Okay, if it'll work, we'll try. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if you want to, tell us a little bit where they can find you on YouTube and Facebook, your YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, it's Matthew Anthony Outdoors on YouTube. And uh, it's under my name on Facebook, Matthew Anthony. Right. Uh, so really, you've been on. You've watched YouTube for years, but you've actually just started yeah. what years ago. Started putting stuff up. I've had a channel. I've had my own channel set up since about 2017. I just hadn't put nothing on it to mount anything. Uh. But you really got started pushing, and I know you've got quite a few followings, and it'll build. I know I've heard people say, well, why won't he talk to the camera? Why won't he talk to the camera? I said, he wants you to pay attention to what he's doing. That's why he ain't telling you. He's wanting you to pay attention. <laughs> Some people don't understand that, I mean, and it's absolutely uh, – it's different when you watch somebody that is, is showing you instead of instructing you. Does that make right. sense? Right. Well, Matthew, one of the things that uh, I'm really hoping that that we can get into, and what's crazy, Matthew, uh, Lyle's, I know he's got good internet there. Oh, I'm sure. It's just, uh, you know, is it this me or is our is our backgrounds really vivid tonight? They look like they're really vivid tonight. Yeah. I, last uh, week, your background was kind of fuzzy. Yeah, I uh, actually, I don't know. I checked the internet service, you know, quite frequently, and I got blazing fast internet here. Now, at some point, at some point, there will be more people or uh, get on it, and it won't be as, as hot as it is now, but... I'm right. loving life, you know, right now with the speeds we have on the internet. And I, to me, it just looks like it's really popping and looks great. So I'm right. A, uh, there's a somebody in chat just put up having telling oh, one time said, tell him to restart his phone. That's probably a great idea. He's probably and, doing that right now. Yeah, I hope uh, that's what he is doing. I'll tell him. Um, but uh, yeah, guys and gals, what I'm really hoping to get into is oh, hold up a minute God. man chat's flying what while, while you're doing that james i want to i want to tell these guys uh something this is show 360 on our monday night show 360 catfish weekly shows as we do them on monday night now if I'm correct, and I believe that I am, this is the 500th overall show that we've done, including our remote shows and uh, 
different things where we've been to different tournaments and, and stuff and done them two or three days at a time, uh, uh, fishing for freedom videos and, and all that. So, um, 360 Monday night shows, uh, James, that's a lot. That is, it yes, it is. Seems wow. like a lot to me. <laughs> that's a to me. That's an accomplishment. Yeah, that's a big number. Yeah, and like uh, I said, said the other night, there's a lot of people that we can contribute to that that has helped us along the way to get to that point. Yes, sir. How are we doing now, Matthew? All right, let's try this. I've done something different. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I've hooked on to my Wi-Fi through my phone. And I'm trying to do it straight through the Wi-Fi. That's probably what. That's probably going to take care of it then. It probably uh, will. <clears throat> now, but what I was trying to explain the reason I was wanting some of the main reasons I was really hoping to get you in here, not just because you're a great fisherman and you catch a lot of big fish and a lot of good fish and consistently, but the importance of keeping notes and journals and stuff like that. If you don't mind, talk a little bit about why you keep journals and some of the things that you do keep journals on and the importance you find that helps you most about keeping those journals. Yeah, well, I usually try to keep uh, uh, notes on every trip. Every time I come home, I sit down and write down notes. Uh, you still got me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, usually, I try to write down the water temp, uh, the weather conditions, uh, which, which way the wind's coming from, uh, the area I fish, what times I fish it, and then I write down what kind of fish I catch that day, uh, big, little, how many. Anything that I think that, that I can think of, I write down after every trip. And right. then I've done that since 2011, I think. Uh, I've got them wrote down. I use a notepad to write it in. And usually I can write a half a page sometimes, I, like a notepad. Right. Sometimes it's half a page. I write down stuff. You know, some of it ain't that big a deal. But if I think of it, I'll write it down. I write down whether front's coming in, front's going out, if I've been right out of front, cloudy, sunny, windy. Uh, I write down all that. And then the main thing I like about it is I can go back last year at the same time, see what the water temp was, where I was fishing at, and what I caught. And then that gives me a starting point when I go fishing next time. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. So, like, last year, we was fishing in two foot of water at the end of January, 1st of February. Well, right yeah. now, we've had a lot colder weather this year. So, you'd be able to use them journals to maybe drop back another year and find the weather about the same as what it is right now to, to help you figure out where the fish has moved to, couldn't you? I lost his audio. Yep. We just we lost your audio. We can't hear you. Yep. Now we can't see it. He's really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what little bit of information he just give us, Lyle, 
should really wake some people up on keeping keeping journals and at least some notes. Well, and and if people would do that now, especially these younger folks starting out, if they would do that now instead of waiting until they was our age, James, the amount of information they would have in 10 or 20 years would be astounding. And, you know, Lyle, that, that kind of information would actually might help the, to change people's perspective of the flathead catfish. That's exactly right. And and for a guy that plans on or thinks about it, that he's going to do tournament fishing down the road, that's irreplaceable. It just, it really is. Jade Clemens, thank you. I'm glad you love Panfish Weekly. That's awesome. Yeah, he just... uh message me he's going to order some floats from me he's going to wait till the new ones hit the market he wants one of each to start out with yeah that's a pretty good deal there them new ones are going to be outstanding i can't wait i'm sorry guys we're pushing hard to get them on the market we're waiting on the daggum labels i've got a bunch made up but back to what we're talking about is that we've got norm said tell betty cover your ears they're saying flatheads (laughs) yeah. <laughs> uh, they they have been called all kind of crazy names, haven't yeah. they? But flatheads is what I know them as. But uh, yes, me too. <laughs> but they have got such a bad rap. If guys and gals, if you've never seen it, there's a video out on the flathead catfish in Florida. And if that don't change your perspective on the flathead catfish, I don't know what will. And it ain't on how to catch them. It's on the species itself. They said that uh, they was invasive. They they actually stocked them in Florida, didn't they, Lyle? Yes. They stocked them in Florida, and because of all the panfish, they had tons of brim and stuff in there, or bluegills, whatever you want to call them. And then all of a sudden, the flathead catfish knocked a dent in them. And the pan fishermen raised cane. They tried to eradicate the flatheads and was very unsuccessful yeah, you at can't doing do so. You can't do that. And then all of a sudden, they got to noticing. The brim was making a comeback. And the numbers came back. <laughs> but the weak fish was no longer there. The size of the bluegill increased dramatically. Had a very strong stock of panfish. What happened was the flatheads, yeah, they knocked a dent in them, but they thinned out the weak and dying. That's right. They they got the good ones lived and survived, and the the ones that that was poor genetics, they didn't make it. No. We've got a, a, a guy in chat, Turner Fishing. Now, yeah. if, if that's who I think it is, it's a guy that makes uh, him and his dad make jig supplies uh, and sell them. And he makes some really, really informative uh, panfish videos for specially crappie or crappy, as you guys call them, which it doesn't right. matter to me. They eat the same regardless of how you, what you call them. <laughs> the catfish hunter wants to know my PB. It's a 44-pound blue, which was probably tremendously underweight. I caught it right off the nest of spawn. It had a head of a 60-pounder, but had a body of a 44. And my flathead is a 37. Uh, So 
hadn't got the fish months lately. I got to break that law. This is the year to break my PBs. Yeah, I'm thinking this is going to be a, a good year for everybody. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. That must have been him. He says, hey, Lyle, so I'm glad that you made it to watch our yeah. show. Um, I'll be talking to you about some stuff here in the near future. <laughs> See what Wobba's cat just said? Yes, sir. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I'm going to learn some stuff when I make it out there in April. I feel it coming. Oh, yeah. You know, Wampus calls me every once in a while, and I enjoy visiting with him on the phone. He he tells me about he's working on his boat and his kids. And thank you, Mad Cat or Catfishing. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And I enjoy visiting with him. It's kind of like me and you when we start talking. And uh, he's just a really cool guy. We got to get him on here, man, for a whole hour sometime. Yeah. Uh, and, and just, if nothing else, just to shoot the bull. Yeah. Yeah. He's back. Can we hear can you? Can we hear you? Can you hear us? Yeah, we got can you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Uh, I restarted my uh, phone to see if that would work. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you start throwing much on there and it ain't used to having that on there, you might have to restart it to get it going uh, right. But now, as far as the journals, you also keep, you know, like the depth you catching those fish in too, right? Yeah, along with the location. Right. Now, uh, so you've been keeping them since 2011. That's a lot of good information, Matthew. Uh what what would you recommend for somebody getting started? <laughs> I I feel for him, but I've been there myself at different. He's getting ready to get aggravated. I imagine, Matt, and I would. Matt, he's a good, yeah, he's a good Christian guy, and he don't cuss or nothing, so he's probably getting ready to bounce that phone off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that happens, and and yeah, uh, that's part of the live stuff. Um, if we was recording these shows, James, we could record sections of them. And when he fell out, we could re- come back and record another section of it and get it done. You just edit out the stuff that, yeah, excuse me, where he was, was not in there. But when you're live, it's live. And if, if I let something slip, I let it slip. And the same with you and yeah. even, even our, um, uh, our people that we're interviewing, our guests and stuff. Thank you, Sunfish Assassin. Yeah, we appreciate you. it so much. Uh, but it's that's part of it, and yeah. uh, we we do the best we can, and we try to to make it as family friendly as you can because the kids are extremely important to you and I. And yes. hey, there's Paula Smith in here. Uh, yeah. Welcome, Paula. And outdoors addiction. Um, I was Kevin asked me to. Um, help him judge the uh, knot tying contest last night. And there was a really nice young man in there. Um, I was quite taken with him because I know I could tell by the way he tied them jigs or them rigs that he had been practicing a lot. And he was pretty quick. In fact, when it started out, I thought he was probably the fastest because he's going against a bunch of older guys. But that guy from South Africa – was pretty quick, and so was Josh, a weekend angler. Um, right. The guy that won it was consistent all the way through. He, he just was. He didn't have 
the knots and stuff getting messed up in the in the paracord, which just to be able to tie with paracord, that's something in itself. But, um, you know, I was really taken with that young man, and he won him some stuff. But we've got a, we've got a thing here, uh, right here, that's going out to him tomorrow. Um, Robbie is going to get some jigs that I had tied up because I understand that he likes to catch some panfish, and we're sending him a bunch of decals. And I know for a fact that there's a couple of other people that watch that thing from my area that's going to send him some stuff. And um, he made an impression on on that, on that a lot of people last night. And that's what these kids do. And I've said this a hundred times, and you guys are probably sick of hearing it, but guys like Robbie and so many of these kids that we see that's doing wonderful things in the sport now are future leaders of the catfish community Yes, and we need to take care of them so when it's their turn, they'll take care of it for the next generation. And I right. believe that in my heart. Send me his uh, contact information law and his address, and uh, we'll, send, we'll send him a set of floats over. That'd be outstanding, James, and I'll make sure to do that. Um, I thought Paula said something to us, but maybe she was talking to somebody else. The chat's going by. Yeah. <laughs> Fast, I can't keep up with it. Maurice says he's back. It's going so quick, I didn't even know he was gone. Yeah, uh, but everybody in chat, if you're not subscribed to Matthew's channel, Matthew Anthony Outdoors, please go check it out and give him some love. Share, I mean, subscribe up to him. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Now, he does not talk a lot to the camera. No. But if you pay attention to the, what the man's doing, you will learn a little bit, and you definitely going to see some pigs come in the boat. That's a fact, and he and he's gonna he's gonna put at least one in just about every time he goes out, and a lot of times he'll put multiples in. I think the other day a video that he put out, he had two over forty, and he fishes by himself. I don't remember seeing a video that anybody was with him. Oh yeah, hey, he he's fishing with Glenn. Him? Yeah, oh yeah, him yeah, and Glenn. Glenn. But, but they put, what, a 74 and a 78 in the boat in two days? That's Giants, man. Yeah. That's Giants, yeah. Hey, that's, that's Giants for North Carolina, uh, the water's right right in here especially. Yeah. Glenn's another uh, one puts out some great videos too. So, yeah. so but, uh, and, he, and he I think he was in chat just a little bit ago. Yeah, I enjoy Glenn. He's he's good people too. Yes. You'll, you'll, you'll see, Lyle, when you come down here to the Carolinas, there's a lot of Southern hospitality that that will be shared and spread around. Jason Lamb said he caught a 33 and a 47 this past weekend. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's uh, Lee Reed. We still getting – and I know Lee was in here a while ago, but I'm not sure if we mentioned him or not. Is why I brought that up. Matthew's really struggling, folks. We we had been counting on him being in here. SK Crappie Fishing Adventures, um, but we didn't know he was going to have these kind of issues. But it does happen sometimes. So bear with us if we can get him back in here. We'll talk with him some more. And if he can't or he just gets aggravated and stops, I understand that because I've I've been through that and it's a terrible pain. But you know what? Uh, James and I will keep going for a while and, and yeah. talk about something. And we'll get him into the future. If it don't, if it don't happen tonight, which it don't look like it's going to, 
Uh, we will dang sure figure out. He'll get it figured out what's going on. I'll do some test runs with him, and uh, yeah, we'll do. We'll get him in another show. Uh, if we can't get him on Catfish Weekly, we'll get him lined up on my show, one of the two, and uh, make sure that we can get y'all that great information that he has to share. That's right. He there's Sean T Outdoors. He his the information that he's going to share with you is something that a lot of people should listen to and try to replicate because you'll learn something from Matthew and he's extremely successful. So if, if a guy like that's always worth having on the show. Yeah. And one thing about him, Lyle, is that you really have to pay attention guys, especially, and then not just from Matthew, not just from just talking about Matthew, but anytime you go out with older veterans that has put a lot of time on the water, sometimes it ain't that they don't want to tell you some of those little tricks of the trade, but they have become second nature and they don't even think about telling you about it. It's That's something right. that just comes natural, like breathing to them. So they don't really say nothing about it because it's already second nature. So they, it ain't that they're trying to keep it from you. So you really got to pay attention and ask questions. You see, you know, if you see something, you thought, well, I didn't know. I didn't even know nothing about that. Ask why. <laughs> and and the, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, it's it's just like when I go fishing with just you for an example. If you do something that's different for me, I want to know why. And and I'm I'm going to hound you till you tell me why. Because right. if it'll make a difference the next trip out for me, it's worth hounding you to get that answer. And 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 there's no way that you can go fishing with anybody that you're not used to fishing with and them not do something different than the way you do it. Yeah. The first time I went out with Matthew, Lyle, I, I had hit a daggum slump. I couldn't put a freaking fish in the boat to save my life. I've lived that Matthew life. called me. He said, come on, come with me. And he broke it. I mean, I forget how many we fish we put in the boat. We put some good fish in the boat. And uh, it broke my it broke my curse, but uh, but I actually when he started setting up his planters and stuff like that, I just stepped back out of the way and watched because I was more in the way than I was a help. Yep. Even though I'm an experienced fisherman, I was more in his way than I was a help because he has a certain way that he does things every time, and he's a big time drifter, guys. Now he will anchor when the time calls for anchoring, but he's a big time drifter and dragging. Dieter, he's having uh, internet problems uh, trying to keep him online. So uh, I, I'm sorry, guys and gals, but we'll he's, make it happen. He again. really is trying hard. He's yeah. <laughs> trying hard for about 15, 20 minutes before the show actually started. So yeah. uh, Dieter, I know you can appreciate that. Because he's a really cool guy. Of course, you already know that. You live out there by him. Uh, folks, there's over, uh, over 100 people watching the show tonight, and we've only got 62 likes. Is there any way we could talk you into giving us a few more? It sure means a lot to the analytics of the show if we can get all of the likes we got. Now, if you don't like what we're doing, I understand that. But if you like what we what we do, uh, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do. And don't forget on Thursday nights, we'll be doing pan fish weekly. Uh, 
We had Babe Winkleman on last week. It was a great show. Enjoyed visiting with him, and he's already agreed to come back in a couple months and do another to see how the show's going. But we're going to have Brian Broswell on the show. They call him bro, and he's a great guy to be on there, and we're going to be doing that Thursday night at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Have I got, have I got that right, James? Yes. We okay. need to get Babe on Catfish Weekly to talk about Catfish. Um, yeah, we're probably going to do that. He's right now, he's got a bunch of things going on right. uh, and he's getting ready to move his daughter into doing some of the stuff, but he, uh, he will probably do that for me. Uh, once we get the second, uh, catfish weekly or panfish weekly show done, uh, what a cool guy. There's nobody that's got any more experience in the fishing world that I know of than the babe does. I mean, he, You're right, Dieter. I should have just told Matthew to come here to the house, and we will get a setup right here. Never thought of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a good little drive back to his house in the dark. But I mean, he would he would have done it. I know Matthew; he would have done it. But I don't want to take him from his family. He might have been eating supper right before he'd come on here. But if we can't get it to work out next time, that's what I'll do. I'll just bring him here to the house, and we'll set up and run the show here. Uh. Yeah, and we got a we got a, a a little female that's supposed to be coming up pretty soon too, ain't she? Yeah, Ted's daughter. Ted's daughter Jory. Before long, she gets her schedule lined out at the hospital she works. That ought to be fun. I see Eric Massey is in here. Guy local yeah. to me lives a uh, over builds a great jig builder. If you guys get a chance, go check out Eric Massey Jig Company. He's on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, makes some awesome panfish is mostly crappie he's a big crappie guy and uh you can watch his videos and he gets home late at night like two o'clock in the morning when he gets off work and he makes these jigs up and records these videos and his grandson waits up till he gets home and i'm guessing that grandson's probably eight ten years old and right. uh, once in a while he'll say something most of the time he sits there and watches grandpa build the jig so yeah Kinda that's cool. uh that uh somebody in here, Realville, said that they got their they got their floats today or yesterday. I'm glad you did. I guess it was today. To, yesterday was Sunday. Uh, appreciate you ordering, and uh, I hope you enjoy them. Uh, but these crappy people, they need to go check old Matthew out. Now you want to talk about a dog shooting son of a gun right there, now, buddy? Uh. I, I, I've never been there that successful with it. Lake Wiley's got a lot of my crappy jigs stuck <laughs> on docks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> Paula Smith says, everyone in chat and Catfish Weekly are making a huge difference for the good in catfishing. Thank you so much, Paula. We yes. appreciate that. I, the people in chat that follows all these shows – make a difference in all of our lives. Um, and we all appreciate it. Uh, I know that it's not said enough, but it, it's a fact that everything that they do uh, to help us make these shows go uh, is, is really outstanding. So we, we do appreciate you guys watching them it means the world to us. And uh, uh, as long as we're able to do it, we're going to keep doing it. Aren't we, Jan? Sir, two old vets. Uh, contact me. Uh, I can set you up with them now. My stuff come in to make the trolling floats, uh, but it will not be with the new ones. It will be the old ones until my logos come in. Uh, 
And I, I, and Lyle, I got to thinking about that. And you could, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong in my thinking. Uh, do you think that I just need to make that as an add on instead of actually making a dragon float? Just make it an add on that they could pay a couple of dollars and, and get the add on to the float where they could add it to the ones they already have. <laughs> I that's a question you're I I don't know uh, I don't know what to tell you about that um I'm just curious uh, I'm not sure I have to tell you I, I, that. I will talk with Junior about that Bronter because he knows he's got we've got this set up on how to to set them up but if I make it as an add-on then I've got to figure out the difference in the attachment what's well, going yeah. to change it up, whether it's going to make it better, good, as good or worse first to be tried out. Anyway, yeah. I just figured I'd ask. Yeah, um, I don't have a correct answer for that. Eric right. Burnside, welcome to the show. Now, getting back to keeping journals and stuff like that, Lyle, do you know of any other person that's a big journal keeper as far as for fishing? Chris Cordia was really good at it. And Chris is, I think, Slacked up from fishing a lot. Him and Jr. or uh, J.D. Richardson fished tournaments together for a long time, and and uh, Chris's family grew up and um, graduated in college and schools, and now they're out growing on their own. I hope that Chris and J.D. start makes a comeback and come back into the fishing world, whether they're in the tournament world or or just come to see me and we go fishing once in a while. But they'd slacked up. Uh, for a little bit because family things, and that's the correct thing to do. I understand that. But um, uh, Jay, he really kept real good journals, um, and those two are probably the best at it that I know. And I know there's other people that do it, but, I mean, Chris was religious about it like Matthew is. Right. And, I mean, I think it'll make a difference if somebody was asking about the floats. And, Lyle, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hey, – No, no People don't want to hit me up. Y'all can message me through Messenger at James Smith, or you can look it up through Cat. I mean, uh, Patriot Catfishers of America, or you can text me at 704-600-8369, and we'll set you up. It will be the floats that I'm actually producing now and not the new floats. The new floats should be going out. I thought by today, but Lyle, it looked like it might be the beginning of next week before I, I'm able to release them. And I am sorry, guys. I really am. Uh, we're trying to get them out, but It'd be because of COVID, but yeah, it's going to be well worth the wait. I promise you guys and gals, it's going to be well worth the wait. But because of COVID, the printing people was a little bit behind. So when I put in my big order, and the order that the guys and gals that took from me, uh, yeah, it's thrown them a little bit further behind. So they they are coming, I promise you. They are coming. They should be out by next Monday, I promise. And if I had to ship them out with a, a handwritten note in them. <laughs> Sometimes that's just as good. That, yeah. that come from Andy Mercer, which uh, welcome to the show tonight, Andy. We're glad to have you in here. Yeah, we got a lot of new people come in. Uh, how many we got up on the thing? Um, what do you mean? I Watching? I can't see how many people. Yeah, uh, one hundred and three as of, of, but it changes right, right around. It was higher a while ago, and then lower, and then you know it just kind of averages out. But 
Oh, uh, yeah. Green Machine Outdoors says, I log my trips using a Google form if anybody wants me to share it. And I will That's tell pretty. you, uh, Catfish and Crappie says, I don't need no stinking label. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. Uh, there is several of those uh, things online. You can just Google it, and it'll come up with uh, with deals to keep track of. I've got two or three of them laying around here. Uh, I don't know whether I'd be able to lay my hands on them right now, but uh, they ask everything in the world. They even ask some stuff that I wouldn't consider relevant, but it must be or somebody wouldn't have wanted it on one of them forms. So you, you can take that as you go. There's Mike Chavez. Skip Stewart. You know, Lyle, that is a good idea. That's almost as good as tagging because oh. that is a lot of great information that is open to the world mm -hmm. to see. If, if people are lead the fish lies out of it. That's right. <laughs> Matthew, you're back. I'm back again. That's all right. We appreciate you staying after it and, and working hard to, to get in here with us. I didn't know if your phone was going to survive that one or not. I'm on a different computer now. I'm on Wise Computer. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. I told him, I said, Matthew's a calm, cool, collective guy, but I didn't know if his phone would stand up against bouncing off the wall in there or not. Well, we're done with the phone. We're done with the tablet. Now we're going to try this computer. <laughs> Dieter says a fishing log with weights, links is worth more than tagging. And I would agree with that. Uh, unless you're looking for growth rates. But I don't know about Matthew, but me and him talked about Dieter and his tagging. Dieter's got Dieter lingo. <laughs> And only Dieter knows how to read that lingo. <laughs> oh, he's probably wrote in chicken for uh, purpose. <laughs> they got some kind of special code there at the end of some of them, and it's just little letters. You don't know what their code is. Yeah, I'm, he, he's got a, a, a reason for his stuff that he does that way. Uh, in his mind, he knows what it is. He might not might not tell you what it is, but he knows. Oh, he's got all uh, kind of funny faces. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, you look like we got you back in real good there, Matthew, and I hope it stays up for you. I believe it will uh, because we actually can see you a lot better now, too. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, the deer lingo. Right. Yeah, a little bit of delay in you talking, but that's okay. We can work with that. Uh, <clears throat> but back to you uh, keeping your journals. Me and I was talking a little bit about why, when, who, and how. Is there times that these journals actually maybe misled you or actually put you on fish that you normally might not have caught? I don't think it misled me. Uh, I look back at them like two or three years at a time. Before, like I said, a while ago when it cut me off, when I get ready to go fishing, if I was going to Mar, I would go back and look the last three years, the closest to that date, the last three years, and see what happened each time. And then that would give me a general idea of where to start when I get there. 
and it probably helps you choose what boat landing you're going to go out at on that certain lake too, right? Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> my wife's looking at something yonder on another computer. Yeah, you talking about Dieter making comments? We're gonna to have to block Dieter. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. My comments turned off. Yeah. Uh, now you know old Dieter since he was Wiley catfisherman, didn't you? Yeah, he used to be over there on Catfish One, and he was on Crappy.com years ago. Yep. I don't know if they remember talking to me on Crappy.com or not. But that's I, I remember Wiley Catman. That's how he got his his start in the industry, as far as people knowing who he was. Now, he, back then, that was the social media for the catfish world, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Catfish One. Yep. Uh, but do you think that somebody come on here and said there's a Google a Google site and some other sites Lyle was talking about, too, where people can put up information on their fishing trips and stuff like that. I'm going to have to look into that because that could actually be a great tool for people as far as you know what we're talking about journals that's an everyday journal of different lakes that's that's so cool. if you decided you wanted to go out of state and fish on a different lake that would be a great tool right there to add to what you're already studying like navionics and stuff like that uh but now do you rely heavily on navionics for lakes that you're not really Used to, Matthew? I use it every time I go fishing. It don't matter where I'm at. I mean, it's it's loaded on. I got it on my depth finder, on my phone, and and I use it every time I'm fishing. When I go to an area, the map does more for me than anything. Most of the time, I I look at the map and pick out where I'm gonna fish. Are there any specific things on that Navionics that you're trying to focus on or, or you know? Most of the time, I know where I'm going when I, when, I, when I leave. I go put in when I'm going. When I get to that area, I start looking for, most of the time, I first start looking for some kind of structure, either a good drop-off, channel edge, uh, and, and I usually start there. And if that don't work, then I'll, Pull away from the channel edge and either get in the channel or I'll go up on the flat and start dragging on flats. But most of the time I start out working the channel. And without that navionics, you wouldn't know where the channel was at. Right. And there's little deviations in that channel that could actually hold fish where the rest of it wouldn't, ain't they? Yeah. Like that, that could be that channel could be going along just straight, and all of a sudden it does this here, makes a dip in and where it steps in and back out and the current coming this way if you follow what i'm saying the current coming down there's a dip out the current coming by them fish being that little place where it dips out it's just setting right out of the current uh, uh, log map is used years ago to log my crappy trips to make it easier to find dates that you fished huh that's a good that's idea that's okay But now your main thing is dragging. What is what changes? Let me try to word this right. 
what changes from a day that you say, well, I'm going to drag today to, well, I better not drag today. I'm going to put an anchor down. Well, I, I, I like anchoring two places. That's either real shallow. You know, I don't, if it gets less than 10 feet, I ain't dragging in it. I'm going to find me something to anchor on. And so if I'm going to fish less than 10 feet, I'm going to anchor. And then right. if I'm in a river channel and I got some current, I'm going to anchor. If there's no current in that river channel, then I'm going to probably stick to dragging. Rail wants to I mean, Lyle asked a question. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lyle. I don't mean to talk no, to you. No, I've got a guy. Terrence has asked me if I quit uh, uh, tournament fishing, and, and he, then he wanted to say, ask me to say something. Well, I typed it in there, but he must, chat's going so fast, he must have missed it. Last right. year, Terrence, the COVID stuff canceled most of the tournaments we was going to go to, and the ones that, that it didn't cancel out, we was not comfortable to go to. Uh, so I'm not saying that we're done, but we're probably not going to push the issue much until they get this COVID stuff under wraps, be, just simply because I'm too damn old to get it. That's, you know, I don't, I've had, a, I believe we had it this early in the year uh, because we had all the stuff and it went on for a month. Oh, you guys remember in last of December 1st of February, through January into February, that I was sick just for on and on and on. And I don't want that again. So if they don't get that under control, uh, it might be all before you see us. But we have a quick plan uh, with Mark with Catfish and Crappie, and uh, we're going to try to do that one with him th this year. And, and we'll see. We'll get some more in if uh, if they get this under control. Well, we, there's nothing to worry about because I can't go to a place like that and not walk up to people and shake their hand and, and be personal with them. And if I can't do that, I'm not. It's, it's not as much fun for me. So uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys, oh, but I wanted to. Terrence, Terrence is a great friend of mine, and when I see him, I want to shake his hand and give him a hug because he he's just a cool guy to be around. And him and I have got along for a lot of years, and I would hate for anything to change that. Right. You got any questions you want to ask Matthew right now, Lyle? Can I see your journals when I come out there for that tournament this spring? <laughs> I'm going over there. If you can read my writing, you might not read my writing. <laughs> oh, no, I was just kidding. I you just man, I some of it might be some of it might be code, kind of like that stuff. Need to put over beside his face. Mine might be in code. <laughs> I watched you catch them two forties the other day. That was a great video. How often do you put out your videos, or how, what's the plan? At putting them out, I ain't got no plan. When I got time to mess with them, I, I've been busy here lately, and I ain't had time to make a video. Okay, uh, I I've, been fishing, I've been going fishing, but some of the stuff that I'm I, my camera's running every time I hit the water. Now I keep it on all the time, but some of it, if I ain't got time to do anything and ain't no real big fish on it, I just delete it. I mean, now all over because I, I can we touch on your 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 GoPro running all the time. Do you have that on set on loops or do you have it hardwired into a battery? It's running off of the boat battery. I've okay, got an yeah. adapter and it's running off the boat battery. So it, it can run, it can run all day long. And, um, I've got the GoPro, uh, the hero four 
Mm-hmm. I, I got three or four. It might be the three. Well, that's and really good. I set that thing up three, four years ago, and I don't remember that going back and looking at it, but mine run up all day long on a 32 card, on a 32 GB card. Good card. Yeah, now, now how it's, I don't know what it's on, resolution it's on or nothing. I just know I got it set up and it runs. Do you uh, it runs do all you stop it? Do you stop it um, and start it every time you catch a fish, or when something happens, you want to go back and edit? No, it stays on all time. When I okay. turn it on in the morning, I don't mess with it. I get back to that round. I see. I need to. An- it kicks everybody. Right. Okay. Andy Mercer says, can we get Hagen Grubbs on Catfish Weekly? Andy, we've asked Hagen a number of times, and, and he don't have his internet to where it needs to be to do it, but he's promised me that if he gets to where it is, he'll come on the show and do a show with us. Yeah, Catfish, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. I'd say 720, 60, or 30 is probably where you're, uh, where you're setting set, but it does a bang-up job. The only – uh, have you ever thought about adding a microphone or something to that to where you could get better audio? Well, it's been, you know, people have told me about that, but I hadn't checked into it. Okay. Uh, I hadn't tried to add a mic. Nobody wants to miss something you're saying because everybody knows how important it is to hear what you've got to say. And uh, when you're catching the big old fish, is. <laughs> I don't remember you having a day on video that you really didn't put some pretty good fish in a boat. Well, I deleted some of them dink days. I understand. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I there's a lot of people that fish the lake that you fish. And uh, oh, yeah. a lot of good, a lot of good fishermen. So, to be consistently doing what you're doing is quite an accomplishment in my mind. Well, Mike, I spend a lot Mike of time on that. Yeah. What was that? Mike, Mike Chavez was asked a question. Do you drag in any rivers, drag your baits in any rivers? Not if there's much current. Uh, like on Wiley, once you get above uh, – 74 bridge, you know, there's more current there. I, I, I've never had much luck dragging in that kind of current. Right. Uh, and you don't drag down there on watery when they pull in a lot of water either, do you? Not up in the river. Down the lake, right. I will, but once once you get a little far, you know, above State Park, uh, up toward Watery Creek, I mean, that's as far as I've ever drug. Once you get above Watery Creek, if there's current, you better off to anchor fish. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and that's, um, my, that's where my big, a lot of my bigger fishes come from is anchoring up there in that current. Yeah, you and Glenn two years ago put some pigs in the boat up there in that current. Yeah, that, that was a good year that year. We, uh, we, we had some real nice fish. Uh, Glenn put a 74 in. And I had two or three over 60. Wow. But now last year it wasn't as good. Or, or we missed them one. I never figured out what happened. But 
Last year was warmer than it normally is, you know. Last year it stayed warm. This year it's like five degrees cooler this time than it was last year at this time. If you notice, have you noticed a change in Wiley as far as the flathead population? I don't know if what's changed, but I know I'm catching more of them. What does that mean? I don't know if it's something I'm doing that I started catching more or, or, or is this getting better? I don't know which it is. I know the last few years I've caught a lot more flatheads. Now, Lyle, you fish a lot of rivers and you fish lakes also. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever drag baits in that current or do you pretty much, well, you spot lock instead of anchoring, but. Yeah, a lot of times, but yeah, I do drag baits and I know guys that actually drag them up the current at different times, depending on what they're doing. Uh, I personally don't do that, uh, but I'm not. I'm not doing it. Uh, so not if there's much current at all, I've never had much luck dragging. I mean, you're going at most time. If I'm dragging in current, I'm going to be dragging up current, up into the current when I'm dragging. Well, if you go to moving point three and then the current's already running pretty good the other way. To me, yeah. that don't seem right. I, well, I ain't never done that good. I mean. I've seen guys do it, and I've seen them catch fish doing it, but it, it don't make any sense to me. But I'm going to most of the time. Uh, and that's what drift socks and things like that are for, I guess. But, uh, you know, it is yeah, what it me, is. Hey, uh, just ain't a natural presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in current, dragging it up like that, if you get going too fast, it can't be natural. Right. To me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't look, I wouldn't think it looked natural to a fish. But now, Lyle doesn't fish in that. You might want to think about if you ever figure out you might want to change up and try something new, is that bumping. Now, you could bump up there in the riverside of Water Ray. You might be able to try to bumping back down through there, but... uh. That's almost like bass fishing to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they, I, I have to tell you, when you're in that current and you're trying to go, you got your trolling motor on and it's just keeping you slowed down going backwards down the current and that fish hits it. When, they, when, when you catch fish bumping, they're really aggressive. And they're going to take off with that bait. And if you're not paying attention, it'll jerk a rod out of your hand. And the first time that that happens, if you enjoy excitement, you, you'll be hooked because it's an exciting way to catch fish. It, but now, it's, it's not, it doesn't happen that way every time. Um, but it, yeah. it, when they hit, they usually hit pretty hard. I just lost a question. Um, I've never seen nobody do that in our area. I hadn't seen it. Neither. If I bring but, my boat out there, you'll see somebody do it. Yeah, if you got if you got current, you'll see somebody do it. Yeah. That's they don't the always pull water, do they? That's the thing with especially at Watery, you you don't never know when they're running water. 
And if you're up in that river and they're not running water, you about wasting your time. Yeah. Darn things won't bite. Yeah. yeah. When the water's dead, or, or if you're sitting there and you got a little current and they cut it off, and all of a sudden you start seeing your lines backing up to you. When they shut that water off, I've seen my lines back up. It's like yep. it's like a wave coming back with you. When it does that, you might as well go down the lake somewhere and do something else. Oh, I ain't never had no luck then. It kills a bite. I have a question here I need I would like to address. Andy Mercer says, Lyle, question. When you spot lock, do you think the fish hear the trolling motor? Well, Andy, my answer to that is in the river systems with current and the new trolling motors are so quiet, I don't believe they do. When I'm on the Mississippi and the Missouri River and I spot lock, there's so much current and so much noise, I don't think that they, that they notice that. But now when I'm on Lake Ozark and Truman, they do hear it. But my answer is I don't think it affects them because there's so much boat traffic on that lake year-round that they don't pay any attention to it. That's my theory. I have no way of, of proving any of that. It's just how I feel about it. That young people was offering to be Matthew's cooks on his boat for him. <laughs> David Martin want to cook for him on the boat. <laughs> well, David Martin's a heck of a fisherman himself. I like to aggravate them. Every time I see them cooking, I start on them. <laughs> Him and Big Nasty both. Oh, he done created a monster with Big Nasty, ain't he? Oh, man. Them guys having too much fun. <laughs> well, I don't guess it's too much because I'm not sure there is too much fun. Uh, Big Nasty's there for the food. I done called him out on that. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, he's a big old boy. Can he eat as much as he is big? Yeah. Uh, can? So. <laughs> yeah. Him and Flathill had about three big old steaks laying there, and I don't know how many sets of crab legs, and he's cooking it on the side of the river down there. I don't know how it took him to eat all them steaks. I don't know if y'all saw that or not on Facebook. <laughs> I oh, seen Lord. pictures of it, but, man, it looked pretty good. Three. He had three big old four steaks. He wouldn't two of them fit in that big old frying pan he had there. Somebody had to eat all that. <laughs> well, uh, Matthew, uh, Mr. Josh from Running Lake Fishing said uh, he wants to know what your secret is to fishing on Moss Lake. To crappy fishing on Moss Lake. I know what he's asking. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a brush fisherman, so when I fish yeah. Moss Lake, I'm riding around hunting bush piles. And okay. so I'm a, I vertical jig one rod, and uh, I try to get on in brush piles, and I jig all over them. I work the whole pile. Right. And just you know, when it plays out, I move on to the next pile. Yeah, Lyle, that's a that's a very unique lake. It was a uh... It, it's very unique and it can be it can be tricky at times uh but matthew's been on it since probably since it's been built ain't it ain't you i've been fishing it since 88 or 89 somewhere around there 
Uh, and it's hard like to figure out. It took me a, a while. It took me four or five years to figure out what was going on over there. It's not like Wiley. Uh, it gets my table. I have never heard you guys talk about it before, so I'm guessing it must be a secret place to catch crappie. Well, there's crappie there, but you got to figure them out. Here's, a question. Here's a question in chat for you. He says, Matthew Anthony, you target blues or flatheads? Well, I'd rather catch flathead, but <clears throat> I can do better on them in the springtime and the summertime. So right now I'm focused more on the blue. Yeah, uh, that moss is a it's it's a very unique like it has it's the one I was telling you about a while that has that algae bloom at night. Right. That'll come up from the bottom. I would love to talk to somebody that knows something about that. That's the craziest thing I ever seen in my life. You can't go over there at night and use a depth finder. No. It is wow. like your depth finder. Wow. Daniel Ishmael says while in a river current if you have an anchor line out, will make noise also. And that is correct. That is correct. Oh, a wind. Yeah, well, I never I thought about that. Team Cam Mayo catfishing. When I'm dragging. Joining us. Go ahead, when Matthew. I'm dragging, when I'm dragging, I'm using that trolling motor to pull my bait. I think those fish hear that trolling motor. When I'm dragging, you bet. I now, just don't think it has much effect. And if they're that finicky, that's when you need to have them lines a long way behind you. And if they're not, you can drop them yeah. right over the side of the boat. If they're feeding heavy, and they'll take it right then. Yeah. You seem like you I do better dragging. That's what I was going to ask you. You think you do better long lining your your planter board baits out long ways away from the boat or closer to the boat? Further out. I, I like to get them out as far as I can. When I when I throw them out the back, I let high spool out. And when I put out planter boards, I run three planter boards on each side. And when I cast that rod out, I, I let it sink, and then I'll give it line three or four times before I put the board on. So I'm throwing more than a yeah. cast length out and then adding line, then putting the board on and working it out. And that's getting it away from the boat and farther behind the boat. Yep. I, that's, I agree 100%. So, so if they hear the trolling. Spin. So you never suspend under your boards? No, not, not under the board I don't. I've suspended by the boat some. I've never caught nothing real big suspended by the boat straight down, picked up small ones. But uh, as far as the boards go, I'm always got them on the bottom. Kevin with Palmetto Cat says, Matthew Anthony lets the planer boards out so far, he's got jet skis running over them. That's right. <laughs> and I, that is, I didn't look to me like they was quite as far as he's talking about. <laughs> but they did no, it, wasn't, it wasn't that day that one that jet ski tried to cut right behind me and he was going to run over everything on the left side of the boat until uh, I got his 
he was looking down at his cell phone. I guess he had the phone in his hand. He's looking down. I guess he's texting. All I could figure. And I couldn't get his attention. Kept coming and coming and coming. And I finally hard loud enough got his attention. When I did, it scared him so bad. He whipped that thing done a complete 90 degree turn. It scared him more than anything else. But he, he wasn't looking where he was going. That's, that's where they get killed. That, that's what causes accidents, and that's just like people texting in cars. If I'm passing somebody and they're texting, I'll blow that horn and they'll grab wheel like they're driving a race car, man. It yep. just blows them up. There's Fishing with Robbie. Welcome to Catfish Weekly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, Lyle, you'll see it when you come down in April. We have some buttholes on Lake Wally that really like to aggravate the fishermen sometimes, and they will cut them very close. Of course, that one about Sideswipe Matthew on that one video. Yeah. 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 Well, they come out of a marina, and I don't know what they thought they was doing, but they come out of that marina, and I couldn't get their attention, and they just about run over me. I've got them kind of guys on Lake Ozark, and I know how to play their game. And uh, sometimes it works out, and sometimes it don't, but – yeah. If we come out there, we're going to have a good time. I'm not going to let anybody like that change the fact that we're going to have a good time. It's it's going to be fun, and we're going to enjoy ourselves the whole trip. Yes. April, it won't be bad. April won't be bad. No. They, they, they usually don't get started. They usually don't get started till the end of May, 1st of June. Yeah. End of May, 1st yeah. of June, school starts getting ready to let out. They I'll get they turn into a yeah. and uh, then they'll stay at it till September, and in September they'll start winding down some. Yeah, yeah. You should be gold right now, though. Oh yeah, they won't buy you now. It's right. Welcome. But uh, Matthew, do you mind telling them what the people that are coming to the tournament in April? what they can expect as far as fish and size that they might run into on Wiley? Well, it being in April, I expect it's going, you know, it's going to start turning on, you know, uh, April, they'll start moving up. Uh, you'll be able to go back in them little pockets and little creeks and, you know, anywhere from 10 foot or less and should be able to catch fish about any pocket. So the reason I'm asking that, the reason I'm asking that, we got a lot of people that's coming from out of state that's never fished the lake before. Can you give them a little bit of advice? Not very, not being very specific, but just as a general, what they can look for to hopefully start putting fish in the boat pretty quick. Well, <clears throat> it's hard to tell yet till we get closer to time. You right. know what they're doing if. If it'll warm up quick, I think they'll get back in the back of the pocket. But if it's slow to warm up, they might not be all the way back in there yet. It might be halfway in them little creeks. You know, we know more about that closer to time. Right. And I'll be glad to try to help anybody that's coming. If you know, I'll fish it right up till time of the tournament anyway. And I'll have a good idea what's going on. And I can try to right. help, you know, anybody's coming, point them in the right direction. Well, and that's what I've tried to let everybody know is that I'm going I'm to be relying on you and Richard and quite a few other Wiley fishermen 
that when Lyle and all the rest of the guys come down, it's never fished that lake. If they're starting to struggle within two hours, they're struggling. I'll be calling up you or other people and say, Hey, look, these guys are struggling. Can you point them in a good direction to even get started? Because we want everybody to catch fish. Yeah. Well, I, I'll know a day or two ahead of time, you know, more than likely what's going on because I mean, I'll, I go down there twice a week or three times a week, depending on what's going on. So I should know a week ahead of time what where they're at and what they're doing when they start moving up. Somebody want to know what your favorite bait? Perch. That's white and, perch. And, and, yeah, white perch. And in the springtime, I like gizzard shad in the springtime. But then about July, I'll be back on perch. And I, and I want perch rest of the summer. And, and I'm liking the perch in the wintertime. I mean, that's what I've been catching them on. You ain't using chicken. <laughs> I can't lie. I've tried it. I have tried it, but I don't have the faith in it that Dieter has in it. Yeah, you sound more like me and Lyle on the chicken part That's of right. it. Terrence Spring says, just call him. He will put me on the fish. Terrence, thank you so much. Uh, you know, when I come out there, you're going to have to be around where we can get together. That's just all there is to it. Yes. Well, I, I you know. Glenn. Yeah, I hopefully you you're gonna be out here for a week or so, and hopefully some of the rest of them that's coming from out of state and stuff is gonna be here for quite a few days, and we might have to figure out a day that we all might can meet somewhere and go have a go have a sandwich, a steak, or at least a cup of coffee to sit down and just shoot the breeze without the the worry of having to hook up the boats and go fish right then. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds like a plan to me. I just got a message, and uh, Robbie uh, is going to do a Catfish Weekly show with us. The young man that was tying the knots last night, right. he's been messaging me on Facebook, and I asked him if he would do a show with us, and he said yes. So we're going to set all that up, and we'll get uh, we'll get Robbie in here uh, to do a Catfish Weekly show with us, and we'll have a great time with him. Hagen Grubbs, welcome to Catfish Weekly. They've been asking when I'm going to get you on the show to do a show with us, so it's back in your court, old buddy. <laughs> you're going to have to let them know when you're coming in so we can do a show together. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, Matthew, if they don't quit using chicken on Lake Wild and these local lakes around here, we're going to have to start raising our own cotton-picking chicken just to eat. I'm thinking you're going to have to eat them chickens out of swim, so become <laughs> Well, the chicken ain't showed me nothing yet. All I can say is the chicken ain't showed me nothing yet. Uh, I dang Purdue's going to Purdue's gonna have to raise their prices. They're going to be a shortage of chicken, ain't they? <laughs> uh, Dieter must be getting a kickback from them or something. I wonder if he's got a little politician in his blood, you know, he's pimping them that chicken out like he is. A used car salesman. 
<laughs> you're getting kicked back from that big man in yellow. Now, I heard you say, now you drag a lot of baits on some shallow flats too, don't you? When I say shallow, at that's kind of relative, right? Yeah, at times I will. Uh, when I'm talking about a shallow flat, I'm talking anywhere from 15 to 25 foot maybe. Right. Most of them. So, you know, when you're setting up to do that on some of the flats, you're not, what are you specifically looking for? Stump fields or or anything like that that would say, all right, the fish is going to be there, or is it just something that you learn by being on the water? Well, you know, later on in the summer, I'll drag them sometimes, or, or, or when I think they're feeding on them mussels, you know. Them mussels is the main thing. I watch for when you see them washing up on the bank, you know, that area there will have some muscles somewhere. I'll, I'll drag through there just to see if there's anything feeding on them muscles. There, guys, he just dropped I'm, you a little bit of tidbit of great information. <laughs> just a little bitty tidbit. When I tell you to pay attention to the very small details, he just dropped one right there for you. That's right. You catch one and, and slap his belly and you hear them shells rattling, you better start hunting the muscle beds. I agree with that 100%. That's where they're at. They're, yeah, look if at you his, catch one, he's rattling. If he catch one, he's rattling in his belly, then you know right at that time they're feeding on muscles. So you start well, hunting you the muscle beds. You can feel beds. the muscles in them, and if you turn them over and look where they discharge, it's usually prolapsed or bleeding or something from discharging in muscle. So yeah, that that's a great that's great information right there. Hagen Grubb says I can see Dieter in a new Carolina skiff with Tyson wrote down the side of it. <laughs> yeah, muscle beds can be dynamite. Yeah, uh, right time of the year. They're they're the action. Now now, Matthew, on something to say, if you're fishing mussel beds, do you think that maybe using bluegill or even chicken at that time of year when they're loading up on mussels would be a good bait for it simply because you know the bluegill are down there eating on them cotton-picking things? Uh, I always wondered about that. Well, I don't use enough chicken to know. Right. So I can't. Right. I'm not using chicken to know. But I don't fool with brim, period. I'm, I'm, I'm like old Richard. I don't fool with the brim. Right. I, I'll drag a perch fly through there and, and catch fish. But I just, I, I, you never catch me with no brim. Here's a, a good question that maybe you can answer, uh, Matthew. Uh, Fishing with Robbie wants to know how do you find mussel beds? Well, the first thing is if you're going around the bank, you'll see them washed up on the bank. Uh, usually if they're washed up on the bank, you're not far from them. Most of the time they're on them flats. If, if you come off that bank where them muscles at, if you come off of it, once it flattens out out there, there's muscles. Okay. Uh, the other way. That, Roger, that's the way. find them on a graph. 
Well, I ain't too good at that. <laughs> I mean, uh, the best thing you can do is if you near them, you know, I've anchored out there in front of them sometimes. And when you pull the anchor up, if they're all over the anchor, you know, you're in the muscle bed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All you got to do is smell that anchor and it'll let you know real quick if you're on that muscle bed. That's right. And I know where a lot of them are at on Wiley, but it's just because I fished it so much. You know, I, I know the areas where the muscles are, are, you know, beds are at. You think that the, the time of year is more apt to, I guess what I'm saying, do you think that they really load up on muscles right after spawn simply because that's easy food and it can really load their belly down and make them feel like they ain't as hungry? I don't know why they do it, but they load up on them. I mean, when, when it's warming up in summertime, they, they just slam full of them. Yeah. And you catch them all summer long. I mean, I think they try to, you know, they'll feed them to a certain extent all summer long. Right. A lot, probably a lot of high protein, too. Uh, yeah, I noticed, I noticed, you know, I've learned so far that usually – Right after the spawn and stuff, it's like they just gorge themselves full of them. And I always thought it's because they're so hungry when they come off of spawn that it's easy food and it's something that'll fill the belly because, you know, they eat shells and all. And then they extrude and get rid of the shells. So I'm sure that fills their belly up. Yeah, the, you will catch them and get them. They'll pass them shells out in the boat before you can get them back in the water. Yep. They'll crap them out in the boat. Chris Flores has made the show tonight. Welcome, Chris. He says, chicken soaked in clam juice over a muzzle bed. Might work pretty good. I was getting ready to say, that might be one of them tidbits that everybody's looking for. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Chris. Yep. You just never know. Uh, do you... Uh, do you think that Wiley has took a big dent in the size of the channel cats that compared to what we used to catch years ago? No, oh, yeah, they ain't nothing like they were. We used to catch some goods, and, they, and I've not seen a white bass since I've been back fishing again. Have you? They got gone in the early 90s sometime. The white bass did. We used to crabby fish down in the early 90s all the time at night. And we yeah. caught some big old channel cats. They had to hit them minnows. When we, when we used minnows, them big yeah. channel cats just you in the wrong place. And that was all you catch was them channel cats. And they're no size now like they were back then. No, no. Here's another no. question for you, Matt. We didn't have no blues. We didn't have no blues then either. Or I no. never caught no blues back in the 80s. So. Now, the blues are there. I think the channels have suffered. Yeah, probably so. Um, Cody Tippy uh, wants to know, what would you like the water temperature to be before you start targeting flatheads in the spring? We catch them now. Yeah, as long as it's above 50 degrees, uh, that you'll catch them. I mean, I, I was catching last year. I started catching last year in March, and it was right around 50 degrees. I mean. Hey, Matthew, they just caught them. They just caught them last Saturday night on Lake Wiley at night, the flatheads. I caught and one. 
two weeks a week and a half ago i caught one about 30 and jake i don't know if I did it or not and a guy named shane he just put a 47.8 in the boat the other night in two foot of water i i i, I seen that fish I, I shane uh uh, yeah, that's Richard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what size bait he throwed? About uh, a two pound uh gizzard, Chad. That's what I'm talking uh, about right there. <laughs> big, Shane big, big, big for the fences, son. That's right. Them little yeah. can't can't eat them, so the only thing you're going to catch on them is biggins. Yeah, I caught, I caught a what was it? 50, right at 50 pounds the other day on watery. Yeah. And he hit a piece of perch for later. It wasn't an inch by inch. And they'll right all eat, inch they'll all eat small. Diameter. <laughs> oh yeah. That 50 I, I mean I had big baits out, but I put a couple smaller ones out also. And that 50 pounder hit that small bait. Right he hit one right beside where I was dragging a head big as my fist. Yeah. But he had a little small. It wasn't. If it was an inch and a half, inch and a half, it was doing good. Piece of fillet, and that's what it hit. The guy. I got it on video. I'll turn it loose here one day. I've got it up on YouTube. I think released it. One of the people that I know of that caught a hundred pound fish on the Mississippi River caught it on a piece of Asian carp. He swore was no bigger than his thumb. In the Mississippi River. Weighed one oh five. So I, I think in the winter time, you, you cut your size down is better. But in the summertime, I'm always dragging some pretty big pieces of bait. There's another one of them. I'm trying to, yes. I, I try to eliminate those 10 to 15 pound fish if I can help it by going with a big bait. So are you just fishing for big fish most of the time? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I catch 15-pound fish, but that's not what I'm there for. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually, up until December, I was pulling big baits. I was using perch that was six inches long or longer and used the whole thing just to keep from catching so many of those 10 to 15-pound fish. Right. I just don't want, I mean, I've caught so many of them, it ain't no big deal. Right. And he catches some big old perch when he goes up to Lake Norman. I, I promise you, he stopped by. I got some bait from him one day. I was going fishing the next day, and he pulled them perch out of his live well. And I said, "My God, I ain't seen no perch like that come out a while." And it was some big old freaking perch. <laughs> he had some crappy. He had some crappy that wide in that live well too, son. I seen oh. them. That yeah, and them big perch. Question is, was he using them for bait or was he taking them home to eat? No, the crappy guy he did. I ate crappy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was, I was using those big perch last week down there when I caught that big fish. I was pulling some big baits too, but he hit the small piece nice. I had to have on there. And he was on a planer board, and when he hit that thing, he left here. I got it on video. You, I'll let it go soon. That'd be great. He, he ripped. Fins and Finds just reminded us that we have 105 likes tonight. Thank you guys so much. That means the world to us, and it does help the uh, YouTube to decide 
how far up the chain, the food chain on their list of people that has videos out you get. And the closer we get to the top, of course, the more people that watch our stuff. So thank you guys a lot. We appreciate it much. Uh, the Cross family wanted to know, and I'm sure that's probably Betty, the couple crosses fishing, would want to know, do you keep a bait tank? And I know the answer to that, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I've got two bait tanks set up. Uh, I've got the what are they, 250 or 275 gallon totes. David Martin knows what I got. They're either 250 or 270-something. But I have two of them set up filter system and all that on there and you know i keep bait i try to keep bait all the time you fish all uh, the time you gotta have bait yeah i, I caught bait about two weeks ago i caught bait about two weeks ago up at norman and i probably had 70 of those big perch and i probably still got 35 40 of them right now i ain't used half of them yet there you go um, that's you know, that's strange to me because white bass are not legal to use for bait in Missouri. But we use all the shad we want, of course. But um, they, they're they considered a game fish here. The white perch? Well, I'm not saying we don't have them. I don't ever catch them. So, uh, But as far as I know, we don't have. The white perch or the white bass? The white perch. We got white bass, and they won't let you, you use have it. White yeah, white bass. We couldn't. We're not supposed to use white bass here either. I don't think. Well, you can use them in North Carolina yeah. as long as you have them as part of your creel, and uh, you know, South Carolina, you can't. No, no, right, James. No. Right, yeah, South Carolina, you, you you get caught, you'll bust. They'll bust your tail. <laughs> so. Anybody coming to I the tournament? I don't we're use gonna bass have bait. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have bait, so, but no, if you're going to use a game fish, make sure you stay on the North Carolina side of that line. <laughs> That's okay. the reason I don't ever use bass or crappy is because I might be in South Carolina one minute, and 15 minutes later I'll be across the line in North Carolina. So yeah. that's why I don't use crappy or bass. Kevin with Palmetto Cats would like to know what kind of boat you fish out of. Uh, it's a Targa 18.5, uh, them 19-foot Targas. Mine's a 05. I bought it new in 05. Them are great boats. I, we looked at one of the 20-footers when they come out with those. Almost bought one. And uh, I... I about the time I come up with the deal or the guy offered me the deal for the sponsor boats and I didn't want to have one like that sitting around not being able to use it and then they quit making the 20s. I don't understand that. My gosh, yeah, that 20 target is an outstanding boat. They went back to the 19s now. Ain't, ain't just 19s all they make? I think so. Yeah. Mine measures 18 sticks. Mine measures. Yep. And it mine's eight foot from bow to bow. Uh, That's you can't in a boat. You cannot replace uh, room. You just can't. Uh, and you can't replace a V front boat in rough water. You you just can't. 
And that's not meaning that they're perfect for everybody. But I can't go back to, a, I will never have a pontoon. And I cannot go back to a flat bottom boat after having a V front. I'll never have anything else because I've been in water that was six and eight foot swells on them that I shouldn't have been on, but you get caught sometimes. And I got back safely. And if it had been anything but a V front boat, we would have never made it. Uh, there's reasons for everything. I, I tell Cindy this and she just rolls her eyes at me. There's reasons for nearly everything that I do. And that's from age and experience. And after having some of the, the things like that, I can't go back to them others. Not that it's not perfect for other people. If, you know, Kevin loves his pontoon. My brother had a flat bottom John boat. He loved that thing. And it'd beat you to death going down the river. It really would. <laughs> but that's what he wanted, and he he loved his boat. I I gotta have what I got, and I want a good ride, and I want to be able to cut them big waves if I have to. Well, yeah, my my kids got up good. Yeah, you know, my kids went fishing with me when they was little, and I bought that boat because it had high sides. Because mm -hmm. my boy was fishing with me, and he wasn't six seven years old. And he loved to reach over and play. And I, I bought that one because it had the high sides because yep. of my boy going fishing with me. But uh, my kids are grown now, so they ain't nothing going fishing with me now. But uh, that was the purpose at the time because I liked it. That was the only boat I could find in this area with a high enough side. It had the highest side of anything at that I time. I never will forget Cindy talk, tried to talk me into getting a pontoon. She said, we could take the family out on weekends. I said, how are you going to pull that thing to Memphis and to, to Alabama to tournament fish out of that thing? Well, the time you get where you're going, everybody's already been there and caught all the fish and gone. I said, this: if you want to do that after we get done tournament fishing, we'll discuss that. But they just won't work for what we're doing. And I said, besides <laughs> that, when we go fishing, it's just me and you. I don't want all the other people in the boat. I started Thank out you, on <laughs> Thank you, David Martin. We appreciate it so much. I, I started out on a pontoon in the early 90s. That's where I started catfishing on Norman in the early 90s on a pontoon. And I fished on that thing for about three years. And it me and my uncle. And I figured out I didn't like that pontoon. Well, one of the things and, about a pontoon is, like I mentioned earlier, you can't replace room. And they have plenty of room. Most of them are extremely comfortable to be on, especially the new ones. They they are really, really fun to be on because you can lay down, you can set up, you can take kids and family, you can you could cook on them, you can do all the stuff for a family event. But in in our world, for so many years, we was tournament fishermen and we was going all over the place. And you couldn't pull one of them the distances we pulled. It'd take too long and too many crazies out there to, to do that. Now, possibly we could be all, be all right with having one, uh, not fishing as many tournaments as we used to do. But they do look fun. And you can roll back underneath one of them. It's got a, a metal enclosure and take a siesta in the middle of the afternoon. I'd probably be all right with that. Yes, uh, 
And when you, Lyle, if you stagger around like me and old Wampus Cat does, <laughs> Pondoon's probably about the safest daggum platform that you need, and you just learn to deal with the, the downside of them. I tell you, I see some on Lake of the Ozarks. I, boys, I'm telling you right now, they are super nice. And to tell you the truth, there's some of these fishing boats that won't outrun the ones up the lake. Hey. You know, some of them boys up there run 30, 40 mile an hour, maybe more than that on Lake Ozark. And uh, they don't put out a lot of wake. I don't have near as much issues with the pontoons as I used to than ones that only go five or ten mile an hour and throw their big old rollers at me. These new right. ones, they'll get on down the way. They don't mess yeah. with you. Well, when I finished with that little 20-footer and put that daggum third tune underneath it and set that 150 Yamaha on there, she ordered scat pretty freaking good for a 20-foot yeah, pontoon. Yeah. Good do it. Fishing with the Chad. I just now seeing you or you've been in here the whole time. I think he's been in here. Uh, we're working on an hour and 45 minutes, my friend. I, we, we, done, we done kept Matthew probably longer than he wanted to be on here, but, I mean, I've really enjoyed having it, and I knew I would if we if it, stars would line up to get him on here. Matthew, you're outstanding guest on the show, and we have thoroughly enjoyed having you on here. Well, thank you. I'm fine. We, uh, we absolutely would like to get you back, um, do this again, keep making those great videos and catching those giant fish. Um, it does my heart good to, to see you go out on that lake that I know a lot of, of uh, competent fishermen fish, and they all do well too. And, and then here you come in 240s in one day and – 50 pound fish and bigger sometimes. And, and uh, a lot of guys don't catch those size fish as consistently as you do. They just don't. And I want to see him on, on the uh, panfish weekly too, talking about Absolutely. catching them crappy and different techniques that he uses on there. Uh, because really, you know, Matthew and Lyle, we all need to learn how to catch panfish if we want to catch big catfish. I think you're right. I can talk about crappy all day long. I mean, well, I've done that so for We're cold then. I mean, I, talk, <laughs> I can talk about it all day long. I mean, we're gold. Zachary Taylor said, Thank you, Matthew, for a good show. We appreciate it, Zach. We sure oh, Zach's do. been on your boat, ain't he? Yeah. Matthew? Yeah. Well, listen, I learned a lot from, yeah. from you, Matthew, and I thank you. I thank you for that. Let me check something right quick. What'd you say, James? I missed that. I said I've learned a lot from you. Uh, you actually helped me break the curse I had a couple years ago. We had a good day that one day, and uh, <laughs> I do appreciate it. I want to let you know that it don't go unnoticed. Uh, I do appreciate everything that I've learned from you. And Lyle, Matthew was the first person to recognize me off of my channel. I was up on Moss Lake and we was done through and he was either put, you was coming out too. And he hollered across the parking lot, Patriot James. And I looked around and didn't know him from Adam's house cat, but he was the first person to recognize me off my channel. Made me feel good. And you know, yeah, man. I consider Matthew a lifelong friend and he's welcome to my home at any time. And, uh, 
I know if Matthew says, James, this is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. I can trust what the man tells me. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. And, and we appreciate it. And when we come out there this in April, I'm really excited about getting to meet you, Anthony, and visiting with yeah. you for a few minutes. And, and uh, you can tell me privately how you catch all them big crappie. <laughs> and once I figure it out, we'll share it with everybody else. <laughs> I'll show you. I don't have a problem showing you. If you stay out here a week, I'll take you crabbing fishing. I mean, them babies, and I like to eat them better. There's some I just missed something here. Let's see. Awesome show. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks, Lyle and James. Great chat, everybody. That's thank you so much, Skip. We appreciate it. Before we go, everybody, check out Matthew Anthony Outdoors. Make sure you go subscribe, like, check out his videos. Pay attention. Man don't talk to you a whole lot, but he gives you a lot of little bitty details. That's right. That you can learn from. Be sure to uh, check out Muskrat Adventures tomorrow night. Patriot James Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, my two buddies, Chad and James Dockery on the bait shop. Friday, Mark has, has his show on Friday evenings and um, Norm and Stan on Saturday and Kevin on Sundays. And, and you on Thursday nights too, Bob. And Panfish Weekly after after James and Chad will be on um, Thursday. And I would like to tell everybody that next week on Catfish Weekly we have uh, – uh, Tim Berger with All American Catfish. We're going to go over a bunch of stuff with his tournament series and uh, some some other things. So be sure to tune in from that. And um, Ryan Bostel, uh, they call him Bro, will be the guest Thursday night on uh, Panfish Weekly and uh, be a very informative show. It may be more like a seminar because old bro, he that he does a lot of them and he catches a lot of panfish. Matthew, thank you again for being a part of the show. We appreciate it so thank much. You, Would love to have you back on again. Thank you for asking me to be on it. I appreciate yes, it. People seem to love having to, to listen to what you have to say, and uh, maybe next time we won't have quite as much internet problems. No, I figured out. I'll have to use this computer. <laughs> well, work on really that Thanks, everybody. Yeah, for watching. Thanks for all the thumbs up and the shares. We appreciate it all. We'll see you next Sunday night on Catfish Weekly. Good night, everybody.